Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who loved the bread at Longhorn Steakhouse last night, Brand Seal. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, unfortunately, we went to Longhorn. It's not that it ended up being bad. Uh, it's just we had other plans, um, and Longhorn was in the cards um, as our like third option. And again, it was it was not. It was fine. I liked it. It was really good. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'd say it was really good, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely liked it a lot. Uh, today we are joined by the third member of the podcast. That is Ben O'Brien. But here's the thing about Ben: he is sitting two feet away from me and three feet away from Trevor. So Ben, welcome to the uh, small baller compound here, the house. I I uh, sorry, I'm trying to set my fantasy. He's been up. here before. Um, Send the fan. We we're, we're, we're 48 seconds of the podcast. I know. Sorry. Um, I I, I held I held up my end of the deal, Brandon. I since you I know you didn't listen to the podcast last week when you weren't on it. I know it's crazy to think that you wouldn't be on a podcast, but I said, or I guess it was two weeks ago. I said it, or no, it was last week. I said, I told Trevor, as long as the Ravens lose one of their next two games, I will come to Cleveland. Now, I preferred they lose both of those games, but they lost to the Browns. So so I held up my end of the deal, Brandon. Uh, your your team lost lost to the Browns in a uh, historically embarrassing fashion, um, and I made my trip to Cleveland. So you're welcome. Happy to be here. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say historically embarrassing, um, but it, it was embarrassing nonetheless. Um, but yeah, we're all here. It's an exciting time. Ben, you're up here visiting. We did go to Longhorn yesterday. We really wanted to go to Melt. That's where we wanted to go. But they had an hour and a half wait. Hour and a half. Ben, what did you think about an hour and a half waits? It depends on what you're waiting for. Well, for Melt. I mean, I would have done it, but we just didn't have time. We did not have time. But I, we I was upset. I really wanted to go to Melt. I love Melt. Trevor, I think Trevor was probably more upset than anyone. Mm, no, I was Ah, fine. Trevor, you were pretty excited to go to Melt. You were excited. I, I mean, I was excited. But- to be fair, there was another restaurant. <laughs> there was another restaurant he wanted to go to. He would have rather gone to anyway. I think he would have anyway. rather. I think that's his number one restaurant yeah. in the world, and that yeah. is Applebee's. Yes. For, for the viewers at home, when we were trying to figure out after Melt was was chalked, we were trying to figure out where to go. I have never seen a human being want to go to Applebee's more than Mr. No, Trevor Reddick he, yesterday. Gaslighting, not only I'm me, gaslighting no one. But the ben, back me up. Audience. This is what happened. Trevor very much wanted to go to Applebee's. <laughs> no, I didn't. There was so much Applebee's talk. I've never seen someone talk about Applebee's no, that much well, in my life. I I brought up Longhorn Steakhouse and, I and said, Applebee's. But then I, Applebee's but again. I preferred Longhorn Steakhouse to Applebee's. That's for sure. I don't know. That's and not what the. Let's see. What does the jury say? What do I we don't think? know, Trevor. I, I, uh, Applebee's. I, I think Trevor was was definitely Applebee's was number one on his list. No, he was. Wasn't. Uh, Trevor was gonna go to. Trevor wanted to go to Applebee's more than anyone's and wanted anything ever in their entire lives. This is fake news. <laughs> it's not fake news, but nevertheless, we do got some sports we got to talk about today, um, and we're gonna start in college basketball. Uh, so we we've seen a lot of interesting games, Trevor. Unfortunately, I I'm not nearly as into it as I want to be at this point in time. So I'm excited to hear your rundown, and I am excited to get more into college basketball here because we've had a lot of really solid games. Some solid tournaments have started, um, and you know, like last night, for example, we saw Bryant uh, beat FAU by nine. Not even, and it was away. It was in FAU. Um, and, uh, so we've seen a lot of really great games. Some good tournaments have went on. Michigan State's lost twice. They'll be out of the top 25. That's awesome. Um, that literally everyone in the world is a winner when Michigan State loses. They are under 500. Um, and that's just such a wonderful thing. So Trevor, why don't you break down a little bit of what's been going on college basketball this past week? Yeah. So I'll just talk about a couple of the best games that I got the chance to see. Uh, the first of which is going to be the Kentucky Kansas game. Uh, this game was so fun. Uh, it was very uh, high-paced, uh, high-scoring. Kansas won the game 89-84. Uh, 
Um, and, you know, Kansas, they're the number one team for a reason. It's early, obviously. A lot of these teams are, you know, trying to figure out the the chemistry, you know, trying to figure out how to run their offense, stuff like that, defensive rotations, all that stuff. And Kansas looked very solid. You know, Hunter Dickinson obviously transferred from Michigan in his first game, had 27 points and 21 rebounds uh, on 8 of 12 shooting. So a uh, huge game uh, for him. I don't think there's been a Kansas player that's, had 20 points and 20 rebounds since Thomas Robinson did it back in, I think, like 2012 or something like that. So very impressive from Hunter Dickinson. Uh, Dewan Harris at 23 as well. And then on the Kentucky side, um, you know, they there were quite a few players that I really enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to see for the first time. A couple of the other guys they, they had last year, but they have the freshmen, uh, Robert Dillingham and uh, Reed Shepard. Bo- both of those guards came off the bench. Dillingham had 18 points. Um, just like a very fast guard. He's like a little bit, he's, he's a little bit like Tyrese Maxey. Um, I, I don't think he could shoot as well as Tyrese could when he was a freshman at Kentucky, but just, he's very fast. He gets up the, up and down the court, uh, super fast. And then you have Reed Shepard off the bench. Uh, he was also a guy who stood out to me, had 13 points, uh, made three of his four three pointers. Dillingham also made four three pointers. So they were the kind of the standouts for me. Uh, um, you had Antonio Reeves, who had a good game as well. This was just a great early season game that Kansas ended up uh, taking. But I think both these teams are really good. I know that, you know, a lot of people are, you know, kind of doubt Kentucky because of how they performed lately. And I understand it. I'm not necessarily the biggest Coach Cal fan nowadays, just because I don't necessarily know if he always gets the most out of uh, his teams with the amount of talent he always has. Um, at least lately he hasn't. So we will see. But I think... This is a good sign for Kentucky. I liked what they did. Um, the other big one I wanted to talk about was Marquette, Illinois, because I really like this Marquette team so far from what I'm seeing. Um, and I think they beat a good Illinois team. Uh, they're led by Tyler Kolick, the guard. Uh, he had 24.6 rebounds. Uh, Cam Jones had 15. Marquette was a two seed last year in the NCAA tournament. They returned pretty much their entire like core um, with Shaka Smart coaching. Um, you know, and they lost in the second round to Michigan State in the tournament last year, but I expect them to be really good again. They're not, I mean, they're ranked number four. I think they're a title contender. I really do. Um, but those were the two big games that I wanted to point out. Um, Ben, did you, did you have any thoughts, any other games you wanted to talk about, or if you wanted to talk about either of those two games? Well, we don't need to talk about Michigan State losing because, I mean, they're still the national champion. No, no, champion. no, we shouldn't. No, they're not. We should talk about it. They are, they are still the favorite to, to win the national championship. This is, or Brandon, this is just when they win the national championship and, you know, they have that document. This is the beginning of their documentary when they start off slow. Everybody's doubt, you know, doubting them, counting them out. There's literally people, no one is doubting it. You just like, said they're going to win the national people championship. People like Brandon. Are, are counting them out but um i i think this you know what this does this loss does when they lost to duke first of all they didn't look that good um and I'm, i have not been impressed trevor i've been very high on michigan state uh mainly because brandon hates them uh and they have let me down they have been obviously a very disappointing start to the year um but i i uh i still have faith in my spartans i still have faith in my in my uh my go green, my go right, my go green, my go white. Um, and go green, go red. I like that a lot. Go green, no, go white. Go, go green, go white. The best chant in college it's athletics. Really the other, dumbest other, chant. Well, to be fair, our school goes PG and then you say SU. So, um, and it, to that's be fair, better. That's to better. Be fair. We have four letters. They have two colors. So does everyone. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> what are you? Um, we have four letters. Not every school has four but letters. But I will say this, Trevor. Uh, Duke 
good bounce back form after losing to Arizona in a historically embarrassing fashion. <laughs> I'm going to start using that term more. Uh, because when you have four players slap the floor and then you give up an and one and lose the game. Good response. <laughs> That's bad. Good response for Duke um, to be able to beat Michigan State. So I'm happy I'm happy for them to bounce back after Why are that. we celebrating beating Michigan State? That's an easy thing to do. Michigan can't do it, though. Michigan can. And has this year. They did it in football. They did do it in football. Barely. With the last 10 years, what's the record the last 10 years? It doesn't matter. Why don't we pull up what happened this year? Because that's all that matters. Well, that's funny because you're, as a Michigan fan, you're always the one about history and how they have the most wins in programs. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Most wins out of any program. I don't know what you're talking about. But I'm just going to his narrative. I was going to say, if it fits his narrative, then he's all about this year. But if it fits his narrative, then he's all about history. Michigan State this year was 49 to nothing. It was a demolishing of Big Brother beating up on Little Brother. And this year, they're going to win all the basketball games, too. It's going to be 2 0 for Michigan. This year we will see. I I don't know. I mean, with this Michigan State team, I mean, stinks. It, it just seems like at the moment they can't shoot a beach ball into the ocean. So we will see <laughs> if that quote. We will see if that changes. You um, heard that one, Ben? Yeah, by like every analyst ever in, <laughs> uh, in college basketball. I've never heard yeah. that one. Uh, I know, mean, a team goes I don't on like a dry spell. Or a team can't make a bucket. Like they can't. They couldn't hit the ocean with the beach ball right now. <laughs> um yeah so michigan state they cannot shoot the ball um but we'll see if that changes again they're led by some uh veteran guards uh thomas is still the coach so we'll see if they Terrible turn around coach. One, one of the best coaches of historically all historically embarrassing coach historically one of the greatest he's got a national championship right he also has a national championship yeah so does the one the last big 10 the last big 10 As team a to win a national championship no he's played in it that's better than coaching okay yeah fair enough does jim harbaugh have a national championship I don't think so. Um, no, but he's playing the NFL and Tom Izzo has not. <laughs> okay. All right, whatever. All right. Anyway, also, Trevor, uh, I know for a fact you're a big fan of that Marquette Illinois game because you watched it on on a this was this is this is <laughs> we need to mention you this. Wa- you watched we, it on we are in the recording. middle of Michigan's fourth quarter game. They are up by five on Maryland. I did think they were gonna win. You were there's, in the shower. There's I, I get out of the shower and and Trevor is watching a game from three days ago. Yeah. And, and Michigan's it, it closely in a game. And I'm like, what are we doing here? The game's live. But it's Trev- all right. Trevor we, is, we got it is being a responsible sports podcaster. That is he, true. He he's is. doing his research. He's he's doing, uh, he's you know checking the data that he needs to check to be a to be a, a knowledgeable sports fan. So I, I respect Trevor for putting in the effort that he puts in for this podcast because I can promise you Brandon doesn't put that kind of effort in. Why? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what was that? Why did I? Why did you pick on me? What did, what did well, my other option was me. I'm not going to pick on me. Pick on yourself. Why? I, I show up to the podcast more than you do. That is so untrue. I'm I'm here 24-7, 365. Okay. I take okay. no days off. All right. Fair enough. I take no days off. Anything else you want to mention in college basketball, Trevor? Yeah, so those were two of the the better games that I wanted to mention. Um, and yeah, Michigan State again. We'll see if they can turn it around. Other than that, uh, I wanted to mention some of these upsets because we had quite a lot of them. Um, Villanova they got beat by Penn on uh, Monday, seventy six seventy two. So Villanova again, second year without Jay Wright. Didn't have the greatest year last year. Uh, you know, a little bit of a slow start to this season seems like. So we'll see. You know, we'll monitor that with Villanova, obviously. Um, other than that, we had FAU losing to Bryant, uh, Brandon already kind of mentioned that one. Um, that's a big upset. I mean, I, you know, Brian's two and three, uh, that's, that's definitely a big upset. We had, uh, USC, they lost to UC Irvine on Tuesday, 70 to 60. So UC Irvine, who has been a good program, um, for the past couple of years, you know, they're usually one of the best teams in their conference, but Definitely a game that USC shouldn't be losing. And I think they were missing a couple of their starters, but still. They're missing their most important player, too. Well, they're, no, Isaiah Collier played in the game. I don't, nope. I don't, know, I don't, I don't know who you're talking about. 
Uh, Bronny's not their most important player. He is the, Ben. Back me up. He's the most important player. I, on could, team. I literally couldn't name another player on their team. As, well, we just know they Isaiah. Isaiah I'm Isaiah saying. Call, yeah. I'm saying Bronny is the most important player on that team. Okay. And he's not there. I don't know. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. You know, we have uh, Feast Week coming up this week. So mm-hmm. we got Battle for Atlantis. We got the Maui Invitational. Um, there's a couple good games on today. So a lot of a lot of really good games. I mean, like just tomorrow, for instance, we have Purdue against Gonzaga and the Maui Invitational. Um, so a lot of really good games that I am looking forward to this week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going to be another exciting college basketball week. Trevor, we have our basketball college basketball draft coming up soon. Uh, which we will obviously update on the podcast, our our teams and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But we're excited about that, and you'll be drafting in person this year, which is be really really exciting. Yes. Let's move along though, um, and go on over to college football. Um, this this was actually I think a better week than than some more recent ones we've seen. We've actually had some like pretty fun games uh, to watch. Louisville, Miami was a fun one. Um, we had Oklahoma BYU that ended up being kind of close. Utah and Arizona, Arizona surprisingly becoming a very, very reasonably like good football team. Uh, again, it's 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 crazy to me. The Pac-12 is like legitimately the best conference yeah, this awesome. year, and they're they're all disbanding. They're all leaving. It's they're so going wild. Out with they have bang. So, I love it. They have so many ranked teams. It's so many teams that are really good, and they're all gone. They're all gonna be gone. Um, we had Georgia Tennessee, which ended up being not that great of a game. Uh, Clemson ended up beating North Carolina. Trevor, unfortunate for you. Trevor, did you watch the game? I did not. Watch uh, it doesn't oh, count. Okay, so count. so they're they're like two and zero still, or yeah. know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, Trevor watched like half a game. Yep. Um, we have Ohio yeah. State. Ohio State is game. Ohio State has progressively looked better ever since I uh, called them out for their mid off against Penn State. They have looked way less mid, and in fact, I would argue they have looked way more elite. Um, definitely a scarier team coming into the, the big game for them next week. It's not as big of a game for the other team uh, they're playing because they don't care as much. Right, Ben? I wouldn't say that. Is, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm exaggerating. Definitely, definitely a big game coming up next week. Ohio State's been looking really, really great. Uh, Michigan has been looking less as great since Harbaugh has been unable to take the field, so we'll see about that. Um, and we had Washington, Oregon State, and Kansas State and Kansas. Kansas State taking that and Washington taking their game uh, by two. So a lot to talk about here in college football. Trevor, where do you want to start here? Yeah, I, I was going to start with the Washington-Oregon State game because yeah. uh, this one was obviously a big one for college football playoff ramifications. And Washington continues to win. You know, they I, I kind of... Uh, I, I thought they would have a loss by now, but they keep winning these games. Uh, they won a, another one on the road against Oregon State. And I, I said it last week. I talked about Washington. Their resume is really good. Um, they just have a, they just got another really good win. They're ranked fifth. They should not be ranked fifth. They should be ranked third. Um, I will continue to say that. And again, it's going to sort itself out regardless. Um, you know, if they lose to Oregon, it might be tough, but that could be again a point where if if they do play Oregon in the uh, championship game and they lose, Washington still might have a shot to make it. I I really do believe that. Um, but we'll just have to see how it shakes out because they might just be undefeated, and then at that point it's it's undeniable, which is going to be kind of interesting to see. Um, but then uh, that was a really close game. Washington pulled it out. Other than that, uh, the Wolverines they struggled. Michigan struggled. We we were watching a lot of a decent amount of that game yesterday. Uh, and they barely beat Maryland. Um, it was a, a close one for sure. JJ McCarthy did not have the best game. Um, so there's that one other than that, Georgia, just, I think at this point, Georgia's kind of, it, it seems pretty clear they're the best team at the moment. That's, that's what I think. Uh, at least. I, I think Ohio State um, is decent competition for that, that spot too. Ohio State's looked really, really great recently. 
maybe. Jordan. Kyle McCord has looked, he's not great, but he has looked significantly better than from the start of the year. It really seems like he's progressed a lot. I, I mean, I, I would also say Georgia's probably slightly better, but I, I think right now, I mean, I, I think objectively Michigan is the best team. I, I've been saying that the whole year. I, or excuse me, subjectively, my personal opinion. They are, they're, I think they are the best team. Um, but I think right now, like if we're being honest, the best looking teams are Ohio State and Georgia. They, they just are. Uh, those are the two best looking teams. And I also think Georgia has played better as the seasons went on. Yeah. And they're very, very battle tested. They've played a lot of solid teams. You also talk about Washington being battle tested. Let's go through some of the games Washington's won. I think this is really important to do. They beat Oregon State this past weekend by two. Not like the craziest win, but that's a top 11 win for yeah. them. Yeah. They beat Utah by a touchdown. They beat USC by 10 points. Um, they beat Oregon by three points. They beat Arizona way early in the year. Arizona just beat another ranked team. They're about to be like a top 15 team. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have like six, five, six quality wins. Um, and I, I really like this Washington team. I do not think they are better than Michigan, but Trevor, it's, it's hard to deny at this point, um, that they probably should be ranked a little bit higher and that, you know, you look at like a team like Michigan who, again, I. I really do think is better, but what is the argument of not putting Washington ahead of them at this point? They have point? a way better resume. It's, it's, yeah. it, I mean, they, it, they're also just playing better. I just think they're playing better. And they have Florida State ahead of them, too. Like, why is Florida State ahead of Washington? Well, Florida State just lost Jordan Travis. It seems like it's going to be a long-term yeah. injury. Mm. So, you know, I, I hope all is well for him um, and he can get better, but uh, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, in terms of Michigan, I think losing Harbaugh is obviously a big deal like if you losing your coach and like him not being on the sideline is is a big deal I think an even bigger deal is the current head coach Sharon Moore is now doing two very difficult tasks at once he's calling plays and he's coaching the football game um so he it, it's a lot going on since he started coaching the game McCarthy's done way worse it seems like the play calling hasn't quite been there uh, so I'm hoping by next game there's a slight change up and someone else doing the head coaching uh, duties and he's just in charge of the offensive play calling. It seems like it's a little bit too much for him. So in the time that McCarthy has had, like he's thrown, McCarthy's thrown no interceptions. I think it's like 16 touchdowns, no interceptions when Harbaugh is the head coach. And when mm -hmm. Sean Moore's the head coach, he has like two touchdowns and four picks. Um, so the, the game is drastically different when he's taking on, I think a little bit too much responsibility, but in terms of teams playing much better, Washington, I I, fully, I think I agree with you now. I think they, they should leapfrog. I think at this point, like if you're the committee at this point, we put Ohio State in front, which I came on the podcast and I was like, or I don't know if I was on the podcast, but I, I very, I mean, you guys definitely said it on the pod. We're like, that, that was the right decision. Yeah. Ohio State at the time had the best record. Now Georgia, or had the best resume. Yeah. Now Georgia is probably either a comparable or potentially better resume. Georgia is a better one. Um, so like reasonably so, they are, they're number one. Mm -hmm. I, I think that makes sense. And that to me is is cool. Ohio State being two makes sense. So if we're gonna do this, where Ohio State was in front of them because they had the better resume, what what is stopping us from putting Washington ahead of Michigan? I mean, I'm just being I'm being unbiased here. That it's mm -hmm. they have a better record. They're looking better than Michigan. Um, I I think they deserve to be ahead. Yeah. I really do. You could even again, this is all like again gonna sort itself out. You can even argue Washington should be ahead of Ohio State. To be honest with you. Just based on the resume. Yeah, I think so. Again, like it's this close. is where it's the same thing when when we mentioned when you mentioned it first about Washington to be ahead of Michigan. This is when Michigan was looking really dominant, even against bad teams. And I think some of it has to be resume, but it can't be a hundred percent resume. Because if it's a hundred percent resume, then there's other factors that don't matter. There's no eye test that matters. There's no statistics that matter. It's just who have you played? Did you beat them? You know, does it matter by margin of victory? If you beat teams by a lot, if you beat teams by a little bit, you know, if 
you know, let's say Michigan next, like, let's say, for example, like Michigan and Ohio State have both played Penn State, right? Mm -hmm. Michigan won that game by more and scored more points. Does that mean they should be ranked ahead of them because they have a better resume win? I don't think so necessarily. So I think that we have to kind of balance both of those things. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, saying someone like, uh, like, should Washington be better than Ohio State? I really don't think that should be the case, especially right now and how Ohio State's playing. Ohio State's playing how Michigan played earlier in the year where they're beating everyone by 50 and, like, not allowing them to score any points. And these are Big Ten teams. This isn't some, you know, whoever the heck Michigan played, uh, like, at the beginning of the year. These are quality, like, Big Ten teams that they're they're beating. Uh, I shouldn't say Minnesota is the world's greatest team, but the, my point is, is it's a conference game. I think mm-hmm. it's reasonable to be like Ohio State, Georgia are in the right spots. Washington should probably be higher. Very long-winded answer. Benny, what are your thoughts on uh, this past week in college football? Um, Michigan stinks. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, I, think, I think the story is the same story it was last week where it's like Georgia's really good, and I don't know why we ever doubted them. I mean, because last week, who'd they be? I forget who it was. It was Ole Miss, right? They, they murdered Ole Miss. wasn't even close. Yeah, their, yesterday, past, their past two weeks have been just like Yesterday, uh, like Tennessee. Next level. Tennessee's not, obviously not like a fantastic team, but they're a really good team, and they're a top 20 team. They're ranked 18th. And right? that was never a game. I mean, so Georgia is not only beating all these teams by a lot, but they're beating good teams by a lot of points. So, um, I mean, my biggest takeaway is the fact that Georgia is just as good as I think we thought they were, but for whatever reason, I think early on in the year, Michigan looked really good. Ohio State looked good, whoever. Obviously, you have Washington, Oregon that looked really good until they played each other. So, I think we can conti- we should continue to say that Georgia is by far the best. Eh, maybe not by far, <laughs> but I think Georgia, in my opinion, is the best. I definitely team right don't now. think it's by far. I mean, no. let's because you just gave a whole reason why it, Michigan it, is. It I get that. Like, but, it seems like their offense is functioning but, a lot better. It seems yes. like Carson Beck's playing a lot. Carson better. Beck's playing a lot better. Their defense is still Georgia defense. I just think I mean they're really good. Michigan's obviously really good too, but Georgia's not. I mean, Michigan has had games where they've looked eh. Um, and especially recently, Georgia has not done that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think Georgia is, is deservedly so that the best team in the country, they will continue to be number one in the yeah. country. Um, I, I, we, we, I say this every week, but I, it just gets more and more interesting every week. Like, cause now we're running out of time. There's a lot of things that have to happen. And I, I mean, there's a scenario where we have a lot of teams that deserve to get in that just can't mm. get in. So it's, I, again, I'm so excited. I don't remember a year like this where there's a solid seven or eight teams that are all really good, that are all. Right. playoff teams i feel like a lot of times by the time we get to this point in the season we can kind of have a clear cut here the four or five maybe six playoff teams that we we can imagine yeah. will make it i mean there's there's a scenario where you could have eight nine teams that that deserve to make it i mean yeah. look at louisville louisville's got one loss yeah they're 10th in the country if they're a one loss acc champion like on paper that should that should get and you see, here's in. The thing. an argument they're, for it they're only rated lower because it's louisville and yeah. not georgia like, yeah. that's the only reason um, like what, what is the difference between them and like, in Oregon, uh, in Oregon right yeah. now? Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. And they've played like pretty some. There's a lot of ranked teams. They see they've played like decent competition. Um, let, I wanted to quickly look at Georgia's last six games because compared to their first, you know, four or five, let's look at their last six. They just beat Tennessee by 28 points. They beat Ole Miss 52 to 17. So these are demolishing. Yes. Ranked teams. Yeah. Too. And the, yeah, the Ole Miss number nine in the nation, Tennessee, 18, um, they played Missouri one by nine, so that's more than a one-score game. That's, a that's not a demolishing. 10. Missouri's a top ten team too. Yeah, they're now number they they're number twelve at yeah. the time. Um, that's that's a pretty solid win. Nine points is a pretty good win. That's two yeah. possessions, at least. Florida they won by twenty-three. Vanderbilt they won by seventeen. 
and Kentucky, they won 51 to 13. So we're, we're now at the point where you look at like Georgia and Ohio State. These are teams that are now beating in-conference teams. Georgia is specifically beating ranked teams by a lot. To me, these are two the two best teams in the nation right now. They're they're objectively playing the best, I think, right now. I really believe that's that's who who is in it to win it at the moment. I again, I'll say this again. I think Michigan is the best team. If you look across the board, I really do believe that. I understand it's a biased take. Um, can they get it together? There's been a lot of stuff happening off the field. It might you know muck up the season a little bit. No Harbaugh on the sidelines for the Ohio State game is a big deal. We'll have to see. You know, but it's going to come down to this one game like it does every year, which is pretty stupid. Um, and we'll, we'll see who wins. Um, let's move out from college football here um, and go to the NBA. Um, I see only one topic on the list today, Trevor, about the NBA. Uh, it's about a, a pretty historically great team over the last 10 years, you know, 5, 10 years. Uh, what did you want to talk about with the Warriors today? Yeah, so I, I want to talk about the Golden State Warriors today because I think there is a little little reason to be concerned. Um, they are they are six and eight right now, and I I think like Steph Curry's still been really good. He's he's been awesome. He's still playing some of the best basketball of his career. I think he's he's either thirty four or thirty five. I forget how old he is, but he's been awesome. But uh, he's not getting a ton of help, and this is a story that is now kind of continued um from last year and and honestly we saw a little bit of it even when they won the championship um they they still won it they got enough you know they got an Andrew Wiggins stepped up you know uh Kevin Looney was good Clay Thompson was doing well um but this season uh some of these players have been struggling I mean Steph Curry's averaging 30 points a game right now the next uh player as far as like points per game is Clay Thompson he's only averaging 14 points a game um, and if we look at like the efficiency of some of these players, I mean, like Clay Thompson, he's shooting 40% from three, he's shooting 33% from three. That that's not what Clay Thompson's, uh, shooting stats are normally at. Normally he's a 40% three point shooter so far this year, 33%. Uh, you look at Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins is only averaging 12 points a game. He's shooting 43% from the field. He's shooting 22% from three. Mm-hmm. Um, you can keep going down the line. Uh, Chris Paul averaging nine points a game. He's 38 years old now. Uh, he's shooting 39% from the field. From three, he's shooting 30%. Um, I can, I mean, I can keep going, you know, but the point is, is that he's not necessarily getting as much help as he needs. Draymond Greens, you know, he's like committing like violent acts violent acts on the court he's getting suspended can you like very quickly what happened there like what do you understand like what went it was just so much happened in like 10 seconds yeah so like clay thompson and uh they were playing the timberwolves and clay thompson and uh mcdaniels from the timberwolves they were like uh i think they were wrapped up like they were like wolves timberwolves timberwolves wolves timberwolves wolves wolf Wolf, All right, sorry, I just, you caught me off guard Timberwolves. there. Timberwolves. There you go. There you go. Sorry, Timberwolves. Go ahead. Go ahead. There you go. I love when we happy. have like little English lessons with Trevor. He just has a couple words like Tobias. Sorry, I just couldn't. I just, oh, oh, yeah, Tobias. I just couldn't Let's, get past that. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't want to. Um, who's the you. Who's the Washington quarterback for football? College football? No, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> um, Continue. Uh, so yeah, McDaniel's and uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, they got kind of like wrapped up, and then they were like, I don't know, they were just tangled up, you know. And then McDaniel's like ripped his jersey, and immediately, when when Draymond sees any kind of skirmish, and he sees, <laughs> and and part of it is like, yeah, Clay Thompson. I'm like, I'm standing up for Clay Thompson. I get it, 
But at the same time, he always takes it way too far. Like, it's one thing to like, oh, I'm going to defend my teammate Clay. Yeah, that's great, Draymond. I'm I'm totally for that. But he goes and you see Rudy Gobert like walking and he's like getting involved. And he just goes and puts Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. It's like, what are you doing, dude? This is uh, not the WWE. This is the, uh, the NBA. He's like a shark um, that smells blood. Like he sees somebody yeah. getting in a in a little squirmish and he's like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. Like, tell me the tell me the time and place I'll be there. Exactly. You know what's, what's it so interesting? There's such there's such a bad like perception of Draymond Green. He's like off the court, like super business savvy yeah. guy, like really nice guy, super entertaining, yeah. and like people love oh, yeah. him. And then on the court, he's like just a, a, a completely different person. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, I, I don't I don't necessarily know if he's a different person. I, I think he just is a complex person. I, I, I like Draymond overall, but he definitely takes things too far on the court sometimes. <laughs> Uh, putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. It was it was very entertaining and and like to be clear, I want more of this in the NBA. Oh no, we do not want I, fighting in the NBA. I want. I'm not <laughs> no, saying no. I'm not saying full on fights, but I'm saying like we need we need p we need team we need players to hate players on other teams. That's the point. We need more like rivalries. We need more like. Oh, like like Devin Booker and Luca, they have this feud, and Devin Booker actually seemingly hates Luka Doncic, and now it's like the the Grizzlies and Warriors had a little bit of that the past couple of years, and now it seems like maybe the you know Minnesota and the Golden State Warriors might also have that. So I don't know, we'll see, but I love it. Uh, th that was a I think a really good game as well. Uh, the game had a really good finish. To uh, Minnesota won. Anthony Edwards had another good game, but. Uh, yeah, the, the, the point that I was going back to, though, is that the Warriors are struggling and it's mainly just because Steph Curry does not have enough help. Um, and another thing with the Draymond thing is there was a podcast I was listening to um, and I forget exactly what the stat is, but apparently Draymond Green. And so in games, Steph Curry plays versus games. Steph Curry does not play. Draymond Green has way more ejections when Steph Curry is not playing. It makes no he sense. He's he's much more likely to get ejected from a game when Steph Curry's not playing. And the, on the podcast I was lis listening to, they had some like theories and they were like, maybe Draymond like doesn't care about the game as much if Steph Curry's not playing because he's like, the stakes <laughs> aren't as high. Or I, I, don't know. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that like the percentage of they, they basically said like these are this is the number of games Draymond play has played without Steph, the number of ejections. And it was like, I don't know. Like it was like eleven percent or something, and then the games with Steph Curry, it's like it was like two percent or something like that. It was like a crazy uh, difference. So just wanted to point that out. But the takeaway here is the Warriors are struggling. Will they get it together? Um, well, Steph Curry is going to keep playing like he does. He just needs to get some help, and we will see if he gets it. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be interesting. I mean, the Warriors are. It it, it seems like this dynasty is never going to fall apart, and maybe it's time. Maybe it's time, Ben. You want the Warriors dynasty to end? Um. Sure. I don't really. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, mean, I'm, I think we're all tired of it, but like it's been a good run. I can't. I mean, get, I think it, I think it. it has. I think it already has. Yeah, ended. I was going to say, when's the last time they were like the Warriors? That I mean, is true. You're I mean, right. they, I really mean yes, they been. won the championship, but it's like a different. It, 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 the team had such a different makeup. Like they were they were kind of I guess they were they were a dynasty when they had the before Kevin Durant, including Kevin Durant. And then I think after Kevin Durant left, I think that's when it ended. So you're saying even 2021 when they won, they it won. didn't seem like it's still a continuation. They still had the same. They core. won in whatever it was 22. I they mean, won in 22. Yeah, it didn't seem. The but same. like it's not. I don't know. Like I, it's kind of like it felt like a different thing. It felt like a even with the same three core guys. 
Like the Clay I mean, Draymond stuff. I mean, they had the core guys, but it's like Andrew Wiggins was the second best player on the team, so it just felt like a yeah. I it, it felt like a very different team to me. I don't know. I, it's like it felt very separate. That that makes sense. It, it makes sense. Um, anything else we want to talk about NBA before we move on to the professional football league? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right, let's go over to the NFL quickly. Uh, talk about some of our takeaways from uh week ten, and then we'll get to the Thursday night game uh quickly because you know. We got do we, wait. Do we have to talk about Thursday? I mean, we kind of have to. We, I feel like most weeks we don't talk about the Thursday night. Well, game. this we Thursday this we got to talk about. I don't really want to talk about it either. All right, if that makes you feel any better, I don't want to talk about it. But we okay. we got to talk about it. Uh, Trevor, any takeaways from Week Ten? I mean, we had the the Niners won big. Maybe they're back on top. Brock Purdy beats up on bad bad defense. Who knows? Uh, maybe he's gonna be in the MVP running again. Um, what do you what do you think? Any any takeaways you got here? Um, yeah, the, the 49ers is a good one, um, because they looked awesome against Jaguars 34 to three. Uh, they destroyed them. Brock Purdy had a really good game and, uh, you know, all you Brock Purdy doubters, including Brandon, um, you can keep talking, but, uh, I'm looking here at statistics and I'm looking at the, the QBR Brock Purdy is number one in the NFL he is number one. in QBR. Uh, when you go to quarterback rating here, he is number one in the NFL, um so just interesting uh very interesting you know you, you can keep looking down i mean completion percentage he's number seven that's pretty solid mm-hmm. yards uh he is eh, he's 12 but it, the point is is brock purdy is still having a really good season and uh i don't think we should count him out so fast the 49ers are a really good team um and uh yeah I, I i think they're they're in the mix they're in the mix i don't know if they're as good as the eagles necessarily or the chiefs but they're in the mix they're just, I definitely can agree with the second half of that statement. They're definitely in the mix. Brock Purdy's going to be the limiter. He can't beat good teams. He's not able to drive him down in the last two minutes. That's going to cost him. He might be a decent regular season quarterback, but that doesn't win championships, and he will not be able to lead a team to a championship. Ben, any uh, Brock Purdy thoughts? I think we should clip that. Brock Purdy's tough because when he's good, it's like, oh, well, he's so great. The 49ers are so good, and then you know he, he their team's bad, and he's bad, and it's like, all right, he's, he's the seventh-round draft pick. He's not good, so... I don't know. I'm I'm done the, having opinions on Brock. I Purdy. think just like the the more, the more the, of his He's story is there's great. a ceiling. Yeah, there's a ceiling. Yeah, I think we, and, that's been established because of how the NFL is nowadays. You need a really great quarterback to win. You need I like mean, an yeah. elite level quarterback to win, yeah. and he's not. He's not that guy. He's just not there. He'll, he's serviceable. I think he's not a bad quarterback. He's in the middle, but it's not yeah. going to be good enough to win. He's not going to be able to duel out Jalen Hurts in the NFC yeah. Championship. He's not going to be able to do it. You know, I, we've I, seen it. I think progressively over the season, Brand's made me like, like the, because the Patriots obviously aren't winning the Super Bowl. They're they're like two and eight. I'm winning the Super Bowl. They stink. They're, they're obviously, not winning. They're, they're, they're not winning. Not. They're barely winning a the game. They're not winning games, right? <laughs> but Brandon, all this Brock Purdy slander, just like I would, I would be happy if the 49ers won the Super Bowl. To to just be like Brandon, you were you were very wrong about this. That would be they, funny. They definitely have like a a relatively decent shot because the team is so good around him it's it's not crazy what's what's and this is this is the trouble with him the three games they've lost he has to lead the team down the field and he can't do it and it's it hasn't happened once it hasn't happened twice it's not happened three times three times is a pattern so he's just not able to do it he's 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 continuously not able to do it he's so bad at it that we've watched those games and i'll call i'll be like he's not he can't do this he's not able to and he doesn't do it maybe maybe they'll play every playoff game with a with a decent lead and they'll just destroy everyone. You know, the Ravens thought that exact same thing in 2019. That was their whole game style. Is they go up by a ton, and then they just run the ball, and they have these nine, 10-minute possessions. Then they played good teams. They played teams that actually can play, 
and they didn't go up two touchdowns on those teams, and they struggled because their I quarterback mean, couldn't throw the, at the Niners. Time. The Niners have destroyed good teams. They destroyed the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a good team. The Cowboys are a solid team. I do think the Cowboys are a good team. Once they well, let's see them play the Eagles, because they'll play the Eagles in the regular season, right? That that'll be a game. They play the Ravens um, at a point in time too. I yes, I mean Niners, they were both, they're both the first place teams. Yes, they will play, they they will should, play each other. Yeah. yeah, they should play each other. We have Niners yeah. Eagles will be December, the December third. 3rd. The third, so maybe in two weeks. weeks. Two weeks, that's a four o'clock game. I'm very interested to see Brock Purdy's ability in that game. But yeah, because um, they play a- the Ravens on Monday Night Football. That'll be a tough one. I, I think the, these are going to be the challenges is when they go against teams that can defend his stupid little passes that he does to the sides and the flats. It's going to be a challenge because he can't throw down the field. He's not able to do it. So we'll see. All right, let's talk about this Thursday game uh, then. Because uh, you know, obviously the teams were in it. We got We got to at least chat about it a little bit. Um, I let's get this one out of the way. There's been a lot of talk about like if like Burrow played, the Ravens were gonna lose and they were gonna get killed. I'll say this. Who's I've seen this. That? I've seen this so much oh on Twitter. Gosh, I haven't seen that I've gotten once. multiple texts about this. I have not. Where seen like that if once. Burrow played the whole game, the Ravens weren't gonna win. The I Ravens would not were have, gonna. The Ravens were supposed to win. They were the favorite going in anyway. I I wouldn't have said I. I think it was like a, a decent shot either team won when yeah. Burrow was in. They did I would say the Bengals probably had like a marginal amount of progression, but it wasn't like a ton. Like No, they had it wasn't some like, momentum, but I mean yeah, it's, they, no, it's not the game crazy. the game was close. I mean honestly when Burrow went out, like that was, it was that chalked. was gonna be yeah, it was yeah. It, I mean just there's no preparation. It's not it's, Browning actually looked really composed. He, he looked solid. Fine. He was yeah. fine. Um the uh the injuries injuries are just terrible. And it sucks when like it's a player that's like really enjoyable to watch gets hurt. Um, but I mean, unfortunately the Bengals season is probably, probably the Super Bowl hopes are, are not going to be there anymore. I don't think. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on this game? Maybe outside of the injury, if you can, um, I guess that's kind of the story. Of the I mean, game, that is so the like, story. No, I mean, it's the Ravens are really good. The Bengals, it was a tough game for them to win. Even if Joe Burrow was healthy, Joe Burrow gets hurt. And yeah, I mean, the, at that point the game was over. I mean, the Ravens look good. It's not, and the Bengals ha- still have take Joe Burrow injury away. Like the Bengals still have a defense. That's supposed to be pretty decent. Didn't they did not look very good? No. Um, and they've looked good at they've looked great at times, they've looked terrible at times this year. So I don't know. It's just inconsistency. And that's what you get when you got a lot of super young players in the secondary. There's a lot of inconsistency there. Um, but I mean the Ravens were just a better team. I think a lot of people assume that not assume, but a lot of people thought the Ravens were the better team, and I think they proved it there. Even aside from from Joe Burrow getting hurt, I think the Ravens um they played really well. I mean, they scored thirty four points against the Bengals defense. It's supposed to be good, and it hasn't been good. So um, I mean, credit to the Ravens. They, they, uh, I mean, they, they had a tough injury too to Mark Andrews, but they're still a really good team, and um, they still. I mean, I think they're the clear cut favorite to win the AFC North. Honestly, if they don't win the AFC North, it's an embarrassment to all of football, and they should probably be relegated to. I guess you can't get relegated in football. They should just disband. They should probably just move to Cleveland as a the, team. The second, again. the second English football league. Yeah, or move to Baltimore the, as a team again. They should probably just do that, or not Baltimore into uh, Indianapolis. If they, no, that would be a horrible day for me. Yeah, I mean, like at this point, you know, Watson's out, Burrow's out. You got Pickett for the Steelers. All well, the Steelers somehow win games, and they've beaten the Ravens. But nevertheless, I mean, the Ravens have a little bit of a lead in the division. They only have one more divisional game left. Um, Do they really only have one more? Yeah, just against the Steelers at home. That's crazy. Um, so if they win that, if they win that, it's a big if. The Steelers are a tough game. That's four and two in the division. That's probably going to be good enough to win the division. This year, um, yeah. Even if they go three and three, that also might be good enough, especially that they, they'll just probably most likely have the best record. Yeah. Um, the Bengals, I think I'm the least worried about now. They have to play a first place schedule. The most worried about. The mm-hmm. least, the least worried about. 
What do you mean? Like in terms of like for challenging his them for, the, oh, for his Ravens, yeah. Yeah. because they just have like in terms of winning the division, not just because they're in last place, but they got to play a first place schedule with a backup quarterback. Um, the Browns and Steelers, I think, are probably pretty even. I don't think it really matters who's at quarterback for the Browns. I really don't think it matters that much. Watson played really great against the Ravens that second half, and he really won them in that game without a doubt. Every other game that they they've played, I don't think it really matters who's quarterback. He did well in the Titans game. He's had some other bad games. There's been backups. The PJ Walker went down and won, you know, won the uh, the Colts game with no preparation and first team snaps that whole week. I don't think it's a big deal who is going to be you know, at, in the quarterback position for the Browns. Their defense is good enough to keep them in it. And that's kind of the, the scary thought with that. The good news is, is they got a couple games on those guys. So as long as they keep, you know, arm's length away, it's it's not going to be a big deal. You know, they can afford to lose a game here or there, I think. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Um, let's look forward here um, to Week 11, today's games. Uh, we actually are recording this while the 1 o'clock games are happening. Um, so that's kind of a little, a little dicey. Um, so we do know a little bit about the games, but, uh, Trevor, I'm gonna go to you first. What games are you most excited about this week? Yeah. I mean, Brown Steelers is one of the best games. It is, uh, you know, as soon as we wrap up here, we're going to watch that obviously, um, should be a good game. You never know rivalry like this. Anything can happen. I think the Browns are, I mean, roster, the, their talent is certainly better than Steelers, but Steelers have Mike Tomlin yeah. and, they can look bad for 90% of the game and, and still, still win. win. Yep. You know, Kenny Pickett puts together one good drive the entire game and they win. So we'll see. Anything can happen in that one. Other than that, I mean, Titans, Jags, I guess, is could be interesting. Maybe. I don't know. But although the Titans might be uh, pretty much done. So we will see about that one. Other than that, I mean, a lot of these games are just like fine. Yeah, you don't like the Monday night game? There's a lot of fine well, that's games. What that's what I was going oh, okay. to get to. A lot, but a lot of the Sunday night, a lot of the Sunday games are just kind of fine. Like yeah. Jets Bills is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings Broncos is, I guess, okay. But but like I don't know, like Seahawks Rams. You're like, not interested in Commanders and Giants? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, like Chargers Packers can watch Herbert. Like they're all like they're fine. You know, Seahawks Rams Stafford's playing. Okay, so that'll be decent. Um, but it's it's all about the Eagles and Chiefs. Yeah. That, that's that's the best game by far. It's not even close. This it might be the best game of the season. You know, yeah, it's so it, yeah, that the Monday night game is the best game. It's not even marginally close. Um, and I can't wait to see that one. Eagles Chiefs. Chiefs are at home, favored by two and a half in Arrowhead. Uh, the Chiefs are seven and two. Eagles are eight and one. Um, I'd lean toward the Chiefs. Um, but we'll see. Again, the Chiefs. They've had some issues with, you know, the wide receivers. Um, I think the Eagles have overall looked, I mean, they've, again, they're eight and one. They've they're one of the best teams in the NFL. They've looked really good, but a lot of these games have been close. So they struggled to have convincing wins. I'm struggling to have convincing before. wins. So it's going to be an awesome game. Obviously, Super Bowl rematch. Can't wait for it. Yeah, it's going to be a great game on Monday night. I'm very, very excited. Ben, any, any other things you want to add on here before we get to our travel? Concert? No, I mean, like Trevor said, there's a lot of games that are kind of just whatever. Eagles Chiefs is by far. I think. I think it's it probably, the game of the. I think it will be the the, probably the game of the year. I mean, it's Super Bowl rematch. I don't know how, um, it could let us down. Hopefully, it's a fantastic game. But, um, yeah, not a lot. Of, not a lot of, of great games, uh, this week. Obviously, Bengals Ravens was supposed to be a really really good game. It ended up being kind of a disgusting game for a lot of reasons. But, um, I actually think Steelers Browns is probably the second best game of the of the so of the. I mean, they're they're both good weekend, teams. It's, it actually should Ravens. be a good game. Yeah, I'm excited to see who wins that one. Um, all right, let's get to our travel council, uh, uh, segment here. We take off a team. Um, I think today's is pretty easy. We talked about it a little bit earlier, so I, I'm, I'm pretty clear on this one. I think it's gotta be the Titans. 
Uh, the Titans are three and six. They're in an AFC that is just so competitive. They would conceivably have to win, I think, ten games to get a wild card spot. So they have to go seven and one. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's in the cards <laughs> for the Tennessee Titans. And once Will Levis starts wheeling and dealing and throwing three plus touchdowns every single game, it's not in the cards for them. Um, so I feel like this is an easy decision. The Titans are, are out. Ben, you you agree? Any other? Yeah, teams I mean, you fill I think the other option that what was mentioned was the was the Falcons, but I mean they're in a they're in a bad division. So yeah. um, Titans with the Jags and Houston both playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the Jags I don't know, but Houston playing well. I think Houston's in a playoff spot right now. Uh, yeah, Titans obviously a huge uphill battle. Seven and one in your last eight games. Uh, it's probably not happening. So yeah, I'm cool with the Titans. All right. Well, I mean, it's already done. But yeah, do you, you wanna... it, it's definitely the Titans. They're three and six to to make the AFC playoffs. It, it's seeming like you might have to have ten wins. Um, the Titans aren't getting ten wins. They're three. But and even six. nine, six and two is like even getting nine. That would be such yeah. an accomplishment. Getting six, going six and two in the yeah, final eight. Even getting nine would be tough. They're playing the Jags right now. They're losing. Uh, they play the Dolphins in a couple weeks. They still got to play the Texans again. They play the Seahawks again. Actually, they play the Texans twice, and they play the Jags another time. So. They're gonna. I mean, they're gonna lose at least four more games. That there, there's no shot. It's not in the cards for them. It's just not. But all right, I think we'll wrap up the podcast there for today. Of course, we'll be back next week with another episode on Sunday. They'll come out at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Leave five star review if you enjoyed it. Uh, go check out the website, thesmallballers.com, so you can stay up to date with all of our content that goes live. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.